Hey, what's up, y'all? I hope you're enjoying your long 4th of July weekend. With that, I've got a special podcast today. Me and Brett sat down and we talked about the installation of the EcoFlow Blade robotic mower over at his house that we did a couple, two, three weeks ago. We actually just put out a full video on the Lawn Care Nut channel, and then we went into this podcast here and got a lot more detail on the installation experience and then how the, the mower's operating. We also talked about just lawn robotic lawnmowers in general and where the market's going and how we see it progressing and lots of cool stuff. So if you're into this kind of thing, I think you'll enjoy it. With that, again, I hope you're enjoying your 4th of July weekend and I hope this podcast is helpful to you. Let's get right into it. All right, y'all, so welcome back to another podcast. Got Brett here, who is the resident lawnmower, no, robot lawnmower expert. Got to get it right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he's installed and messed with them for quite a while. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the EcoFlow. I guess before we do that, wanted to kind of set a little bit of groundwork that we've been talking about. We've been trying to think about, as we're getting into this, you know, how do we explain it to customers and and potential customers? How do we basically goes we're creating content, right? And we're, we're trying to decide who's the audience here, who are we speaking to, all of those things. That's what we are, we're content creators. And I think one thing we've we've learned originally here, and you guys remember, I compare where we're at with robot mowers to early cell phones right now. That's where we are. If you remember when you first got a cell phone, it would drop calls a lot. It didn't have features, like it, most of them didn't have cameras. They definitely didn't have video. They didn't have color screens. I'm going way back, you know. So you had all that. You, you didn't, you couldn't even text originally. We were talking about Nextels the other day. They had the beep, beep. Chirp, chirp, you know, that was a cool feature, which I think a lot of people would love to have come back, but... I love the Nextel. Yeah, so, <laughs> and that's how the robot mowers are, right? You're going to see them kind of developing that way, and, and eventually they'll get better and better and better until they work. Never flawless, though, because even your cell phone today crashes, drops calls, and stuff like that, but it just does it a lot with a lot more style, I guess we could say. So with that, we've identified now that there are kind of two ways that these companies are approaching the marketplace. There's the dealer method or the dealer installed and then there's the homeowner installed the one that's all diy and each robot mower company is approaching it differently so for example some of the ones that literally you have to have a dealer install it would be crest because they have a and we'll, we'll go ahead and say we're crest dealers uh we haven't installed any yet <laughs> they're not have, they're not on the market yet though. no we don't have an rtk uh we're getting set up so we're getting our antenna it'll be it'll up. be out soon yeah but but either way there's a what do they call that thing? They the, have the little, they call it a trolley. A trolley, yes. Because they're European. Yeah, so it's a trolley. So you have to have that in order to do your outline, which means, the, and there's the dealer has that. And they cost, what, five, six, seven hundred like bucks? Four, 400 bucks, I think. 400 bucks. So you can't, it's not like you're going to sell that to your customer. So you see that for Crest, you have to have dealer install. And I would say some of the others are that way. Husqvarna uh, recommends dealer install. Uh, yeah, but then you can buy their old units on eBay. For you like you can't, and you can't. It, DIY, it's so. the same thing with uh, Ambrosio. Is the same way yeah, they recommend dealer install. Dealer install. Uh, it not to say that you can't install it yourself. Well, Ambrosio has actually a dealer app that has a little bit different functionality than the than the homeowners app, and I think the dealer app is needed in some way and install. Okay, anyway. so they so they might be dealer install only. Then. Yeah, but that's so that's one side, and that's fine. Those are usually higher end models. You're not going to find. Um, a 900 well maybe you would with Husqvarna you'd find like a $900 model that's dealer Husqvarna installed. does have a they I'm so my next door neighbor has the entry level Husqvarna the 110H I think is what it's called we call that lawn the Serengeti plane um, <laughs> and 
and he installed it himself. So okay. it was definitely it's the, I I'd say Husqvarna kind of straddles the line. They're, yeah, they're like a they're hybrid. like DIY friendly. Um, but obviously, if you're installing it yourself and you've never installed one, you're not going to do as good of a job yeah. as, a, as a dealer. And you're only going to install it one time, typically. So Hopefully. Yeah. And then, all right, so that's the dealer installed, and that's the way these companies are going to market, essentially, is through dealers. And then you have the the homeowner side, the DIY, where it's companies that you can just buy them off of Amazon or, they, or from their Shopify store. It ships direct to you. And then the, and the customer support is done over the phone or via Facebook groups. Uh, or WhatsApp in the case of the one that we are going to talk about today. So these are all DIY. So some of those would be, that's that are well-known would be what? Uh, you've got the Luba. Yeah, I've heard from, a lot of buzz about that Mamotion. It looks cool too. It does look cool. cool. It looks like a race car. Yeah, it does. Uh, Big fat tires. Yeah, so that's that's one of the, that one is, they're making a huge push yeah. with the Luba right now. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of other ones. That are coming out. A lot of a lot of Chinese companies are throwing their hat in. Yeah, I think a lot of them are made in the same exact factory. Actually, I have one called a Sunseeker that was just sent to me. I think it's nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I haven't unpacked it yet. But. So I think I think there's going to be a lot of those thousand dollar ish mowers that are that are going to be companies that you've literally never heard of, but they say, hey, we can develop an app. We can develop a an RTK or a. Uh, or a vision-based AI robot, and we can do it for a thousand bucks and throw it out there. Yeah, it's like when you used to go to the gas station to buy a throwaway cell phone, and the brand name was like Ankyo. You know, right. Nobody heard of it, but it was a cell phone and it worked. Right. They were <laughs> the similar names to the to like Samsung, Samsung or Nokia. With, right. Nokia. Yeah, like. <laughs> so yeah. So those are the those are those DIY, hundred percent DIY. And today we're actually going to go in depth a little bit on one of the higher end DIYs. Yep. So you've, you've probably seen or heard about this. They sent one out to like every tech review channel there yeah. is. The big tech uh, reviewers. Yeah. And, and so they've been saturating the, the DIY YouTube market. By the way, they did send one to Silver Symbol. He's one of us, in my opinion. He's like one of our guys. Silver Symbol like, is, he's he's the hybrid, he, right? He, he's, he straddles the line between lawn care and tech. And he does a little bit of everything. Yeah, uh, but he's definitely lawn care heavy. And so it was good to see, I, I even commented on his video. I said, it's good to see somebody that didn't have to borrow their mom or their grandma's house to install it. Because all the tech reviewers, they live in, I don't know, condos, I guess. <laughs> so... <laughs> He was the only guy that actually did it that had a real lawn. <laughs> right, or knew anything about lawns. Uh, correct. So, yeah. Yeah, so so we're talking about the EcoFlow today. The EcoFlow Blade is what it's called. And uh, it's an interesting one. Number one, it looks different, right? I'll look up what I pay. While you talk about it, I can't uh, remember what I paid. I'm going to look it up. So I think it, I think it retails for about $3,000. Yeah, I'm going to give you the full, though, because I bought it right off their Shopify. So I'm just going to tell you that... Um, I had had a couple two tree beers and I was sitting at the old wing house over there and I bought the whole thing on my cell phone sitting at the bar. So just saying that so was Facebook, easy. was One it, was click. it on Facebook or was it through Instagram? Through an ad, through an Instagram ad. So, so if you're out there and you're thinking about doing Instagram ads for your local business, know that they do work. I think it was a retargeting ad though. Cause I had been on their site. So I think it was probably retargeting, which is where they follow you around. They pixel you, um, or they cook you and then they follow you around for a a certain amount of time and then you can set the reach and frequency. So that's called retargeting or remarketing. But yeah, it works. I was getting the same ads at the same time. Yeah. So they definitely were doing a heavy ad 
campaign. Yep, which for is another thing I respect about them. See, I like this is the thing I like looking at all of that. How are they coming to market? What's their spend? Right. You know, so what, very yeah. very different than a lot of these these other ones, right? Well, yeah. There's some of the dealer led ones that do zero marketing. Right. <laughs> I can see that when I look at the Google searches. Just you guys know. Uh, we can see Google searches, not Google trends, but because we have we um, buy ads, uh, Google AdWords, then we have a tool in there, a Google AdWords tool, and we can fire it up and go, hey, if we wanted to run ads about robot mowers, show us what the searches are currently. And so I can see the brands that get a lot of searches uh, throughout because they're more popular. And then therefore, you ha when you would buy AdWords, you bid differently and there's these, these types of things. So either way, I can tell you exactly which companies literally are unknown. There's there's a couple that have been around for a long time that get like less than 10 searches a month for their Which brand. is kind of interesting. It is super interesting. But you would think that a company that's been around for a while would have at least some sort of online presence. Yeah. I, well, again, some of them are kind of old school. We talked about that before and they... Uh, they, uh, they do traditional marketing. So here we go. Let's look at this. So the EcoFlow Blade Robotic Lawnmower was $2,599. Okay. And the uh, I got the Lawn Sweeper. It was $600. So the total came out to $3,199 plus county tax, Florida state tax. So $3,422. All in. Yeah, all in. But it, so, it'd probably be just south of $3,000 without the Lawn Sweeper, which we'll... we'll yeah, so we can definitely talk. No, I, we can talk about the lawn sweeper. I've used oh, it a couple of times. You now. did, man. You're on it. All uh, right, let's get there so, at the end. But let's, so let, let's talk about the blade. So I've yeah. had the blade on my lawn now for what three weeks? Three weeks, three give weeks. or take, almost yeah. a month. Um, and there's some things about it that I really like, and there's some things about it that uh, just aren't there yet. So. Okay. Where I mean, where where do you want to start? You well, uh, lead so the way. let's just start with the the install because there's a video that is on the on the Lawn Care Nut YouTube channel that you can see. But we I'm actually we're editing it now. We're trying to keep it below 20 minutes. It's pretty involved, and that's why we wanted to do this podcast to go into things in more depth. So let's just talk about the install. You originally showed up and you wanted to just throw it together without looking at the directions, just doing uh, what was intuitive, and that's fine. That's how we all do IKEA furniture and everything else. So how did that go? Right. So I I will say that you know, coming from the perspective of somebody who I've installed four or five different robotic mowers at different locations at this point. And as far as ease of install and intuitiveness of, of the app and the install process, the, the blade, the EcoFlow is by far the easiest one that I've. Yeah. Put, you just scanned a QR code essentially. Yeah, so right? literally, so it, they make it so easy to where when you open the box, you take out the components, and then right on top of the mower is a QR code. And you scan the QR code, and it says, all right, download the app. And then once you download the app, it walks you through everything step by step, which from a DIY perspective is exactly how you would want it. Yeah, easy. Like... It worked. Number one, it worked out of the box because I, it, you're you're like me. You've installed a bunch of random things that you do everything the way it says, and then you get to the the part where it's supposed to do whatever it is that it's supposed to do, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Right? I I installed a uh, uh, a irrigation controller and walked through step by step and got to the end, and it just didn't work. It wouldn't turn on the sprinkler. Like, <laughs> So, yeah. so this, this was not that experience. This was absolutely the opposite of that. It was, you know, step by step and every step worked correctly. And 
And that part was flawless. And you have a big lawn. What's your total square footage? So let's look in my on the app. So one of the things I like about the app, again, it's very intuitive, right? You know, it, it shows you exactly what you want to show. And so in the app, it shows you the area that it's mowing. So I have the mower mowing 15,037 square feet. Oh, you can see that. Can you screenshot yes, that? Uh, screenshot you can that, see that. And text it to me right now. Just so I can put it on the screen for everybody to see. So literally, you. So what we did was we did an out. You you did an outline of the property. So you're you're essentially walking the mower around the outline of the, of all of your spaces across your driveway. You did yep all that, and we and you'll see if you watch the video. Originally, you just went across the driveway and you thought it would know, but you had to do what do you call them? Go zones or travel right. so zones? So I think they call them uh, bridges. I believe yeah, is what they call which is it. A, that's a good name. For uh, what they do. So, so when I when I originally installed the mower, um, I did it the way that made sense to me. It was logical from from a uh, wired unit perspective, right? So I did the perimeter all the way around, and I essentially Several zones, right? I essentially just made it one giant zone, right? Yeah, all out and and. So again, another huge thing that I think is fantastic that they absolutely hit out of the park was the way that you do this, right? So I installed it originally that way and it worked, but the problem was the mower kind of had a hard time figuring out like where to go. So because, so much because it was, yeah. it was 15,000 square feet of one big giant zone, but the mower but was broken like into four sections, five sections. Right. Even. But it, yeah. but it wasn't though, because initially I didn't put bridges in and make those zones. I just made it one big giant zone. So, so originally the mower had a hard time knowing where to go. Right. So we just pick whatever area right, that was it's like, like wide open it's and like, just mow uh, it. Yeah. I think I'll have enough to mow this area. Oh, battery wise or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So it, I, I learned after shoot 24 hours, I was like, okay, this isn't working. And so the nice thing about it is instead of having a ground wire in the, in the ground to have to dig up and splice and move, I just deleted the, uh, the zone, the one big zone. And I started over from scratch. So I moved, I initially had the charging station in the backyard, I realized that that wasn't really optimal for what I wanted. So I moved the charging station to the front yard. And then instead of using one big giant zone, I broke it down into individual areas. So I made a zone for my front yard. And this is all, you can see it all on that screenshot I just sent you. And did you do that? Did the app tell you how to do this? Like, yeah. did you read it? You read so through I read, it this time, I right? read through the app a little Only bit in the app. more. No, no owner's manual. Yep, though, no just owner's the app. manual. I read through the app a little bit more and okay. I noticed, okay, well, when you go to map an area, it gives you three different options. So you pull up, you pull up mapping, right? And it says, all right, do you want to map a zone? And then if you slide over, you can do restricted areas where you don't want the mower to go. And then if you slide over one more time, uh -huh. it's the bridges to connect from zone to so zone. So it's still super logical and easy. It makes all the sense in the world. I just had needed to slow down and look at it, which when I initially installed it, I was excited and I wanted to get yeah. it in. And, you know, it's like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if they can hear him in the background or not, but he'll stop. Colt, he'll stop. Is he barking up front? Probably there's somebody out there. Go ahead. All right. So so I I initially installed 
as uh, one big zone. And then, so, so then the next day when I realized that that wasn't working, I deleted that one big zone and then I broke it down into individual work. So how long did that take? Now, because that's the real install then. Uh, right. So the real install took me probably an hour. Okay. So you had but, to go back, outline each zone, yep. do your bridges. If you, Did you have any no-go zones or no? So I do have, I have one no-go zone because when I, and again, when I initially installed it, I realized really quickly that the design of the mower, uh, the, the rear wheels kind of stick out and they can get caught on things. Hmm. So I have a trampoline in my backyard and... The Husqvarna units that I had before, they have kind of a shell. They look like a, like a beetle almost, right? <laughs> so they, they have a shell that prevents the wheels from getting caught on the legs of the trampoline. But this, because there's a gap, the, the leg can there hook. There is a gap, yeah. The leg can hook around. It looks like an indie car. Right. It's, it's it can shape. hook it's around car. the trampoline kind of like that. Yeah. And once that happens, it's done. It's stuck. It, yeah, it just hooks on. It, <laughs> then it's like spinning around and digging in the dirt. Like, wow. okay. So so I, I created a no-go zone there. Um, but I, I was able to, to map these zones out. And like I said, each zone maybe took me 10 minutes to okay. map it out. So how's it mowing now? Now that you have the zones, are, are you still telling it, I want you to mow between like 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. and just let it do its thing? Or did you set each zone for certain times and whatever? So I have it set up to where at 11 o'clock it mows everything. So from 11 o'clock until 9 o'clock at night, I have the mower mowing. And it gets every zone done, that all 15,000 so, feet? So it would if it wasn't having the issue with charging. And that's my, this is, this is my biggest so before we get there, though, let me just say, so it takes from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m., so it takes 10 hours to mow the entire 15,000 square. That seems like a long time with those lines that it goes in. Like, I watch it. Like, I watch a bumbling mower that goes on. I can see why. It just goes out there for whatever so, time so and you bumbles gotta, around. So you got to remember that it, lines are it, can only, it can only mow so much on a charge, right? Ah, uh, so that's a so, limitation. So, and, and this is a limitation of anything that's battery-powered, right? Mm -hmm. you, you're limited by how long the mower so can go. So how long can it go on so a this, single charge? So this mower can go about, I th I want to say about an hour and a half to two hours, depending on on the thickness of the grass and how much it's cutting off and how much effort it's having to put into it. So hour and a half to two hours. But the problem with this is it takes another two two hours plus to charge. Oh, so, gotcha. so it's a uh, that seems slow to me. It, it does seem a little slow. I, I don't know the the exact, you know, amp hours of the battery. I don't know how big the capacity is. Right. But it takes a little while for it to charge. So that's that's part of your limitation. Okay. Is it can only mow so much before it has to go back and charge. And then once and it, it keeps charges. keeps some in reserve, I'm sure. In case yeah. So yeah. so this mower and, and any, any robot mower that I've used so far, typically when it gets down to about 30%, um, anywhere from 30, 20 to 30% is kind of the threshold that most of these mowers have that when it gets down to 20 to 30%, it says, Hey, my battery's getting low. I need to go charge. And so then it finds its way back. Now, the nice thing about this mower, because it is RTK navigated, it always knows where it's at and it knows exactly how to get back. Mm -hmm. So now with where, with a wired unit, uh, wired units typically have what's called a guide wire 
where you put the guide wire kind of in the middle. And when the mower is running low on battery, it says, hey, time to look for the guide wire. And then it bumbles around until it finds the guide wire. And then it goes back. So the Ambrosio works a different way, but similar in the, what the Ambrosio does. It only has a perimeter wire. Right. But it, but they can set, and, and I'm not an electrician, but they can actually set the direction of something. I don't know if it's current or something going through that guide wire. I remember him saying that he can when he set the direction. It. So when it knows it needs to recharge, it just finds the closest boundary. And based on which way the current is running, it knows, okay, that's the way to home. Now it might ta- have to go all the way around the edge to get back. Right. Or it could be only three feet from home, but that's what it does. It follows the, the so so wire. either way, it's got to find a wire yeah, of does. some sort. This right? one doesn't do that. It just this goes, one doesn't do that. It knows exactly where it is in you know in relation to the beacon that you place, which I have that in my front yard, and it just says, "Oh, my battery's low." Go straight home. And so now to that beacon, that RTK beacon, it's it's literally kind of up against your house in a way. So the mower, when it's out of sight of that RTK beacon, all the way in the backyard, it works fine still. So I have not had a single issue with that. At this point, I was, that was one of the things I was really skeptical about, right? Because, you know, from the, from my front yard to the back corner of my backyard, I've got, I've got two thirds of an acre. Like that's a lot of grass and that's a lot of distance, especially with a house, a cinder block house in between that, but it's navigated that perfectly. So I will say I was, I was skeptical, but I'm a believer at this point. All right, now let's go into that charging challenge that you've been talking about. So the charge, where it, where it the literally charge, won't. Ch- this is why it can't finish a full mode during the day because of this charging issue. Right. So and, and this is, I think what this is is this is a first iteration of the mower. Yeah, it's a design flaw. They they just qu- haven't quite figured everything out, and so what happens is. When the mower goes out and it runs low on on battery, it it goes back to the charging station and then it goes to dock and it tells me it sends me a message in the app and this is and and this is something that I don't uh, don't love about the app. I don't get this message. It doesn't send me a push notification, right? I have to log into the app. And I log really? into the app and I see, oh, hey, the mower's on the charging station. It's attempted to dock. It's just not charging. So a little frustrated from from a end user perspective because the mower is not charging. There's a problem, but I don't know it unless I actively go in there. I bet you could enable. Did you look? I've looked. I've looked. Okay. All I've got all notifications enabled. You should ask in one of your forums. And that, and that might be, there might be something. So one thing I will say, another, you know, credit towards EcoFlow. EcoFlow has sent out at least five different firmware updates since we've installed this mower. They are actively trying to make this better. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that they're not just putting this out and like, yeah, it's good enough. They're, they're trying to improve it, and I think they understand that there are things that need to be improved. But unfortunately, the charging issue isn't a software problem. It's a hardware problem. So, yeah, tell everybody about so that. So, where, where they have the, the – so, let me back up. The way that this mower charges is there are two pads on the charging station, two little rectangular metal pads, two contacts, I guess, is what would be a better mm-hmm. – better term. And then on the mower, there are corresponding contacts uh, that made up that the mower docks 
and then it's supposed to charge. Well, the problem is where they mounted those contacts on the mower is just above the actual cutting deck for the unit. And behind. It, so to the yeah, rear of the cutting deck. Yeah, well, so the cutting deck is here, and it's just just offset behind the deck a little bit. Okay. But the problem is when you're mowing grass, especially if it's the slightest bit overgrown, it's spitting out blades of grass. Or wet, then it's sticky. Yeah. And so, so what happens is those little tiny blades of grass or dirt or whatever get stuck on the contacts of the mower. And then when it goes back, it's saying, well, you know, I need whatever the percentage of clean space is to make a good solid connection. And it's not getting that. Because mm, it's and caked with stuff. Right. And so my, my issue and concern is, literally every single day it's done this at least once doesn't do it every time but it's done it at least once and so to me that kind of defeats the purpose of an autonomous mower if i have to babysit it like what's you know it's is it that big of an inconvenience to go out and clean it no it's not but the problem is is i'm going on vacation next month right or well, you're at work too. You know, I mean, same thing. So now, now I go on vacation, and now what? Yeah. You know, at least when I'm at work, I can come home and clean it. It'll charge and it'll mow a little bit more. That's frustrating, but the you know most of these people that are going to buy these mowers are going to want to be hands off. When yeah. I once I set this up, I don't have to touch the mower. I still have to weed eat, still have to trim that kind of stuff, but I don't want to have to screw with the mower constantly. But if you're having to clean the charging contacts literally every single day to get it to charge, and and what if you're gone until the evening? Well, now it's not charging until the evening, so you only get one two-hour mow out of it every day. Like, mm-hmm. So you, you should try, uh, old school, you should just try spraying some Pam on there. You know, that's not a bad spray. idea. People do that to their mowers. Yeah, that that's that's actually not a bad idea Dude, you should do that you'll save it i don't have you seen anyone else having that issue in the forums you're yeah, in so i'm in a couple of different facebook groups yeah and uh it seems to be not everybody um but it, it seems to be a common issue okay so that's something so firmware is not going to fix that. right they can't send out an app update no. to, they to could change. send out a piece to bolt on possibly or right so that's that that will be my my question is, how are they going to solve that? Or are they going to solve that? Are they going to say, mm, well, you know, iteration number two, we're not going to put those contacts there. Yeah. So that's that's the biggest downside. I honestly, I'm really impressed with a lot with this mower. Uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, some of the things. I mean, so I'm impressed with the speed that it mows at. I like that it mows in lines, even though you found it mows in the exact same lines every right, time. Right, so so that is kind of a downside. And that's a firmware update, right? They can easily push out a firmware update that says, hey, day A, mow like this. Day B, mow like this. Day C, mow like or that. Or allow you to set that manually. Right. Yeah, that's and that's what they need to do. Because it this will make is, ruts Right. Time. It, it, it's not a heavy mower, but it's heavy enough that if it mows in the same spot every, every day, day yeah. it'll 100% make ruts. Yeah. So especially in especially in certain grass types, right? You know, there's certain grass types that are way more susceptible to you know 
to foot traffic and well, St. Augustine like is one. What's the tallest that mows? Do you know? I think it mows up to three inches. See, so you couldn't really safely put that on St. Augustine grass anyway. I'm going to look real quick while we're doing this. Yeah, I'll pull this up right now. I can tell you. You can tell you? Oh, you can tell me on yeah. the app. Yeah, so it, so the mowing heights on this is down to as low as 0.8 inches, uh-huh. which is really low, yeah. and up to three inches. Oh, I, so. I have it mowing at one inch right now. So this is a check. You have Bermuda grass, which is fine. But so that's the other thing. This tells me that again, this is not, these are tech people that make this and not lawn people. I would never put out a mower that's max mowing height is three inches. And so, so honestly, when you're talking about robot mowers, that's actually fairly high. I know it is for some yeah. of these, but I mean, it just shows, cause I wouldn't, number one, I wouldn't put it on St. Augustine. You could put it on Kentucky bluegrass. Lots of people have proven that you can mow Kentucky bluegrass super low but I just, I, I don't know if the customer, the clientele that they're going for long-term is that person that can care for Kentucky bluegrass mode that low. I just don't know. I'm, I could be wrong. It'd be something to experiment with. But Definitely Kentucky, I wouldn't try tall fescue. Ken, Kentucky bluegrass at three inches is not Not low, too bad. Though. You're right. It's not too bad. Maybe like, I'm thinking about tall fescue and maybe I'm just got too much St. Augustine on the brain. You're just, you just, yeah. too tall. I'm offended because they don't think about my grass type. My, my people, St. Augustine people, we are... Us, the only people that are more downtrodden is Bahia grass people. Poor guys. Yeah. But so now my concern about a tall cut would be you don't get the suction that you need to have a nice, crisp, tall cut. Because you need suction to stand mm. the blades up and have a tall cut, right? Yeah, right about that. So if you don't have that suction, which these mowers aren't providing. Do you think they can send it a firmware update so it'll go from suck to blow or from blow to suck? Maybe. Man, yeah, I didn't think about that. It is literally, there is no suction. It's just cutting. Huh. Okay, well, I mean, we'll have to, definitely have to get somebody to, to test some cool season launch. Somebody we know that we can, you know, get good pictures and video and feedback from. And just yeah, I'd be happens. interested to see. I mean, s- stick one of these on its tallest setting on a tall fescue lawn. Yeah, or Kentucky Bluegrass, just see what happens. I didn't think about the everyday traffic on tall mow. When something's mowed real low, it makes sense. It can handle... Right, because it's because like for for Bermuda, for example, when you're mowing it really low and you're mowing it every day, it, it just says, "Oh, well, I'm just going to start sending all my energy out, yeah, and I'm going to thicken up, and and it's fine." So, I would be concerned, but but you, if you're mowing taller, I don't know that it needs to mow every day, right? But I see, I don't know what's the max it can handle. I mean, if you got to think about it, if you have Kentucky bluegrass that's at three inches tall and, and you let it go four or five days and it's grown three quarters I'm not of saying an inch, to have that's it, a lot of meat. Right. I'm not saying to have it go that long, but if you say, well, okay, well, it mows every other day instead of just every day. Well, see, and I wonder, we got to start looking at those limits too with these. Can you get away with traditional mowing of once a week with a robot mower? I think the answer is no. I don't think no. so. I, I think the answer is definitely no. Yeah. But I think, I think that you you bring it in and you mow it ideally. What's the ideal time? If if time wasn't an option and you could literally mow your grass at the most ideal time, what would that be? Every other day? Every three days? Yeah, I'm, I'm that's not sure. Depend on you know, grass type, but yeah. Depending on the grass type. For for Bermuda in the growing season, it's every day. You know, it makes sense to mow it every day. Yeah. St. Augustine grass needs to be mowed. I mow mine every third day and it and I'm following the one third rule. So I've been experimenting with robot mower on on St. Augustine. I'll just give you a preview. You can't mow St. Augustine grass every day. Can't do it. So 
we're going to have a full video about that. But so that's, I mean, there's this medium between how right, you got to find, frequent you got to find the fine line, right? Well, but everybody talks about the frequent mowing is what's supposed to make the grass healthy, which I agree with, which is supposed to help keep weeds out and this and that. But if your grass type can't handle everyday mowing, then that actually throws that piece of the, of the whole right. thing and out if, the window. And if your grass grows too much, these mowers can't they handle won't that. deal with it. So that goes yeah, back this, to the clientele. And then I want to get into the sweeper, but I want to leave that to the end because I'm just curious because we haven't talked about it at all. Yeah, I haven't said anything to you. I didn't even no. tell you that I used it. No, I know. But I want to talk about clientele first because here's the thing. So you have clientele that, again, right now it's early adopters like you. It's tech people having fun. Fine. And and that's good. But one day what it's going to be is it's going to be the guy like your neighbor that I call the Serengeti plane that doesn't like mowing. He doesn't like, he, he would get out with his riding mower once every 10 or 12 days and just oh, scalp it to yeah, the ground even, when he had even to. Even more. Yeah. And we're not saying he's a bad person. Y'all, this is 90% of the people in this country. Most hate people mowing. hate mowing the lawn. They hate it. So they, that's, so they hire a service if they can afford it, but if they're not unwilling to afford a service, then they scalp their lawn every 7 to 10 or 12 days or whatever, the, whatever they can get away with depending on your HOA, right? Right. Okay. So this guy, the... The robot mower is the solution to him, and he's literally let the robots just. I mean, it's just it, it's just eating. It is it. There's but decimated. There, yeah, and it's sort of green and flat, and it looks like the Serengeti plane. Like a bunch of giraffes have been stomping on it, and lions have been killing their prey on top of it. It's like the, this stomped, the, the, uh, just the zebras stomped. have been grazing. Yes, it looks stomped and grazed. That's how the lawn looks, and that's from I, I assume. Well, was that a Saint Augustine lawn or? I don't know that he has any sort of real it's grass. It's just whatever. In it's it. just weeds. Yeah. I think there is some St. Augustine. All right, that so one. that's a re that's going to be your customer. That's worst case scenario, though. Yeah, but that's going to be the customer that's in the future. And I think that that customer is not going to like the learning curve. They're not like the things you talked about. I understand the contacts not not marrying up, but there's other things too. It gets stuck here, like yours. It'll get stuck on the edges of the lawn sometimes. It, or whatever. it works its way out most of the time. But those people but that's any be robot used to that. mower. That's any robot mower that I've used. Right, because we're early in the tech. What I'm trying to say is, if you're somebody that's thinking of buying one of these, they're not even perfect yet. And if you're somebody that hates dealing with this kind of thing, you are definitely not in the market yet. Because we're still, it's, it's still very early. Yeah, I, that's you know, I know, I know the tech has been around for a long time when you're talking about the ground wire tech. But as far as, especially the wireless, we're very, very early. Yeah. So, so. that's going to continue to get better. I think as as the as technology evolves, just in general, especially AI and vision based AI. These mowers are going to learn because there's. I've seen mowers that are that are claiming that they can out of the box tell the difference between grass and the sidewalk to where you don't even necessarily have to map it. It just knows, hey, this is the sidewalk. I don't need to go on that. Is that uh, so? I got that one called the Co Wall K O W O L L. Yep. Which had they sent it to me and they were hot to trot. They had to have this review done by June, which they didn't pay me. They just sent, I didn't, they wanted to. And I said, no, you can send it. If you want me to do it, you can freaking send it. And they did. And they're like, just get it done before June for us. I'm like, sure. Cause I'm curious. Right. Uh, but they sent it with a European plug. And so then Whoops. I sent them an email. I said, you sent me with a European plug. And then they were gone for three days for the dragon festival, uh, on radio silence. And then when they finally came back, they said, oh, well, can you just get an adapter? And I'm like, well, no, I'm going to throw this off like a boat anchor. <laughs> no, I'm going to use it. But no, now you're not getting your review in June. Now I'm going to do it whenever I want, you know, because again, I'm not being paid for it. I didn't want to be paid for it. Uh, I don't know how we got onto that. Oh, it has 
LIDAR. That's what I wanted. So we know what radar is. It's Radar sends out sounds and it comes back and it kind of creates like some sort of a map of what's in front of you. LIDAR does it with lights. And so it should be able to make a, some sort of map or picture of what's in front yep. of you. Does the... Does so the EcoFlow the have Eco LiDAR? The EcoFlow has LiDAR as well. It does. Okay. So, so the EcoFlow is using multiple points of reference, right? So that's what's that's what's unique about it. It's not that unique in the in in the sense of they're not the only ones doing it. Yeah. But it's it's unique as in this this kind of tech with multiple reference points is new to the market. And what's the advantage of that? So based on the old school. So the old school way it w these worked is they really didn't have any sensors. They would just bump something and if that thing had enough didn't have enough give, they would just back up like right. the one so, that I have. Yep, so the old the old school tech is tried and true and it works, right? There you know it it just works. It bumbles around within within a legitimate hardwired uh, area and it can't go past that. Now, now the difference between that and the new tech, which is wireless, using multiple different reference points, uh, this one specifically is using RTK plus the LiDAR. Um, the difference there is this doesn't have to have the wire in the ground, and then it's it's pulling data from multiple because RTK is better GPS essentially, right? Right. RTK is basically localized GPS. GPS, right? So, so you have a you have a beacon localized at your at your home or your business or wherever you have this installed, and that beacon tells the mower exactly where it is. And so they're claiming that the the RTK plus the lidar gives you down to I think like a couple centimeters of accuracy but you're finding that not to be true right because it doesn't get close enough to stuff so so there there's a downside to the rtk and and specifically the vision-based ai that this is using and the problem with the vision-based ai is it sees things and it says whoa this is an obstacle i can't go any closer so even though you drew a line for me in the original setup that told me I could go over here, so, I'm coming at it at a different angle and I see it's a fence. Right, I'm going to stay like right. three so, feet So yeah, away. for example, the fence is a big issue. Yeah. The fence in my house, for, for those are the biggest issues. And what happens is the mower the mower's mowing and it's going back and forth doing its thing, right? Like doing exactly what it's supposed to. And then it gets close to the fence and it says, hey, there's an obstacle here. I can't go any closer to that. And that so, and that, so that, leaves, that leaves in places up to two feet of unmowed grass. Yeah, because that vision is overriding, even though it knows Where, the line, because it could be a kid or a pet right. or whatever. It doesn't know. Right, and so because this isn't smart vision technology yeah. yet, it it doesn't know, hey, this is a static object. This is a this is a fence. This is the house. It just sees this is something different. Don't go near it. I can't go closer. And, and again, this is something that if they released a firmware update, they could they could fix this where you could say, Hey, in these areas, override the vision and use the boundary. That's something they could push out. It's not there. Or like yet. you're saying, they could just learn the difference in what a fence looks like versus a, right. And get that once they have more lawns, I'm sure, you know, once they have more and, lawns, and, more and data. I think that that eventually will get there. And, and again, we got to remember that this mower specifically, this is literally version one. Mm-hmm. Like, this is their first attempt. EcoFlow, if you don't know, EcoFlow makes some fantastic battery. Yeah, the Delta. The what, big, what are they called? Portable power. It's like portable, yeah, portable power stations. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, they're awesome. They make fantastic stuff. And they're very good at uh, 
at making integrated apps and stuff like that. The app for any of the De- EcoFlow stuff works great. And so you can tell, you can see that in the app for the mower. You can see that it's not, the app isn't crunchy. It, mm-hmm. it functions very well. You know, especially yeah, clean. Right. You know, you know, UI, you know, really developing an app, yeah. like the user how much, experience is excellent. Right. And you understand how much work that takes to get that. So these aren't, these aren't people that are new to, to making a user experience in an app, but they are new to making a lawnmower okay. and that shows. So I think, I think it, it will improve. Uh, if, if you're thinking about buying one, I would say, be careful at this point. Understand what you're getting into. Well, it's three grand. You have to look at it. That you know, way. right? So, so if you're somebody that three grand is a lot of money, and you're like, hey, this is going to solve all my problems, and I'm going to save up the money, and I'm going to get this, and it's I'm going to be happy and thrilled. I would say you're probably not. You have to work with it. Right. It's, it's like a puppy. Right. It's not it. a <laughs> it's not a drop it off. Hey, it's done. It's ready to go. Like you're very much still involved. But if you're if you're somebody like me that is fascinated by the tech, like I think the mower's super cool. Because I mean I do too. I think it looks great. I like the way it like because I like I like messing with it. Seems I like to cut really good. Right. It does. It cuts great. Yeah. You know, compared to some of the other ones that I've used, the the motor that, that's running the cutting disc is really strong. It cuts great. It looks good. Uh, good razor blades, I, razor sharp blades. Dude, the blades there? are still sharp. It's been mowing for three weeks and they're still sharp. Which Blade for that, which for for those little blades when you're mowing every single day, like uh, that's a lot. That's pretty good. Well, we know that people right now that have traditional lawn mowers never sharpen the blade. I bet you, I don't, I don't have any statistics on this, but I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that 98 percent of lawn mowers sold in this country never get the blade sharpened, and I would say that 98 percent never get an oil change either. I really would say that. I think that's probably right. Right. So then with this being a DIY deal, you're going to have to change those blades underneath there. Now, it's not hard, right? I think it's just a Phillips screwdriver. It's literally it? a Phillips screwdriver. Did it come with extra blades? I don't know if yeah, it Yeah, it came with an extra set of yeah, blades. So, so it's not tough, but and you got to do it. And blades are cheap. The nice thing about this is blades are cheap. They're they a are. dime a dozen. There's like 700 different manufacturers that you can pick up on Amazon. Yeah. They're all pretty much universal. I'm sure you can buy the EcoFlow blades, and they're more expensive but there's a bunch of blades that you can buy on They're Amazon. They're the same ones on the Kowal I looked. So yeah. the Kowal that I have, which is Chinese made, it's the same exact blades. On yeah. The, so the they're, I mean, they're all pretty much using the same components. Yeah. The same thing as Husqvarna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they're all a lot of stuffs off the shelf. That's you know, normal. it's you, know, it, you can drop in whatever blades. So the nice thing about that is it's so cheap, it's so easy. You can buy them in a pack of like 250, and you'll never have to buy them again. Like. Uh, but if you if you need to change them instead of instead of the daunting task of okay now I've got to tip, get the right I've size got to, I've got to tip this heavy lawnmower up you know especially I mean you know we have to step back out of the you know people who enjoy lawn care and are yeah. avid lawn care enthusiasts and when when we're talking about this and we're looking at this we have to take a step back and think most people. Changing a blade on a on a traditional lawnmower, especially if you're talking about like a riding tractor, like a lot. Oh know, yeah, they have no way to lift, know, lift it up. Yeah, you know, most people, most people that they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, where this, 
This is this is user friendly. It's easy. You take the mower that weighs 15 pounds, flip it up on top of on top of itself, and you take a Phillips head screwdriver, which again, I think 99% of households in America oh, yeah. probably have a Phillips head screwdriver yeah. laying around. And and in 5 minutes you've unscrewed the old ones, you put the new ones on, you throw the old blades away. You don't have to sharpen it, you don't have to balance it, nothing like that. And and it's back to mowing. I think I think people are going to be much more likely to change the blades on these mowers than they would Mm -hmm. on a traditional mower. Well, again, you're spending three grand, so it makes sense. All right, I want to talk about last here. I want to talk about the sweeper because you did use it. So this thing comes, you can buy extra sweeper. Yep. And um, it's supposed to pick up, it's not for grass clippings. It's for, I guess, leaves or pine needles possibly. Maybe I don't know acorn. I don't know what. Do you, so what did you use it for? So I used the. I I was curious. You know, obviously we had the sweeper, so I was like, well, let's use it. At least try it out. So I used the sweeper to pick up grass clippings. Okay, because because that's all I have. You know, it's the middle of summer in Florida. We don't have leaves. We don't have acorns. Um, there was some was some mulch that had washed out onto my onto my lawn from our monsoon rains that we get. So I had some mulch, I had some grass clippings, and it worked really well. It, it did. So it grabbed it, glass grass clippings. It did. It navigated okay. it navigated the lawn exactly the same, which I thought I was concerned that it was gonna have some problems because it's this essentially this big giant bagger on the back of this little weird. mower. It looks yeah. weird. Um, navigated fine, worked great. Uh, the only problem is it filled up so freaking fast. Oh, right. Like, I mean, my front yard, just my front yard, I filled it up three times. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So if you're doing leaves, man, it would fill up in two passes possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's small. Kind of, it's kind it's of small. gimmicky for little things I, here and there. I, yeah. I feel like it's kind of a gimmick. Okay. The same way I feel like the wheels are kind of yeah, a the gimmick. Front, the front bow-legged wheels or whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. Have you figured out why they did that? No, so like what their purpose is? Anti-scalp? I, I No, I don't know. So so the front wheels on this mower are canted in, right? They face each other, and they have... Om- so they're not bow-legged. They're right. whatever they, the opposite of bow-legged is. Um, but they have... Om- need. Right. They have omnidirectional wheels is what they're called, right? Which means that... The wheels rotate, but they also can rotate side to side. And I think they did that to to not dig up the grass. Uh, but honestly, they're more of a hindrance than they are a help. They if it gets on if it gets on my sidewalk and it needs to turn around, which it goes all the way down to mow, it goes all the way down to my sidewalk and then it needs to turn around. Uh, there's a lip like an inch and a half or so lip mm-hmm. and uh, it, it gets hung up on there. It works. Eventually it'll get itself back on track. It's no big deal. Uh, but it's, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of gimmicky in yeah. my mind. So gimmicky or not, I don't want it. We don't want to be too, too terrible, but we don't really, we're not, a, you're not a fan of the front wheels. I get it. I just don't, they don't hurt anything, but they don't, no, they don't hurt anything, but they don't help anything, which, yeah. you know, in my mind, I'm saying, why not do what every other robot mower does and just have casters on the front? They work great for others or the Luba doesn't, the Luba have, doesn't have casters. The Luba actually has, drive, right? the, yeah, the Luba has powered front wheels and rear wheels. Yeah. That's a, I want to use one of those. We'll get that next. So, 
Uh, but back to the sweeper. So the sweeper, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Filling up so fast. It filled up super quick. Yeah. It was kind of gimmicky. And then once the sweeper fills up, it stops. Oh, really? It can't empty itself, so you have to babysit and go empty it. Plus, it's $600. That's the other thing. $600 you for can a buy, bag. Right. You can buy a, a a traditional rotary mower with a bag and get more use. Yeah. So that's the last thing let's talk about. Colt, stop. All right, so let's talk about this. I meant to bring this up earlier, too. So, yeah, $600 bag. That's a little lot. That is, I never, $600 for a freaking bagger. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of offended at right. that now. If, if, if you were buying a push mower and the push mower costs, you know, $1,000 and they said, oh, if you want a bag, it's an extra $600. You'd be like, the heck no. People get mad when they have to pay $15 for a side discharge chute. Right. So here's the thing. Here's the last thing I want to say. And this goes back to the customer here. I just thought about this. One of the the drawbacks to real mowing or mowing real low, which has been a trend for a while now, is that you still have to have, you have to invest in the real mower. And if you get a used one, they're what, a thousand bucks? Yeah, Yeah, they they can For a used one, new ones, four or five grand, whatever. Uh, But you still have to have a traditional rotary mower because of leaves, because if you go on vacation and you get caught and things get away from you, you can't use the real mower. It won't go through it. So one of the drawbacks to real mowing or one of the things you have to know if you're going to be a guy that real mows is you still have to have a traditional rotary mower of some kind. It sounds like currently where the robot technology is, not only do you, uh, we know it doesn't edge in weed whack, that's, we're not mentioning that because it's obvious, but you really do need to have a rotary mower for if it does break down, doesn't work, something happens, and the lawn gets carried away from you, now you can't really start back up again until you get a rotary mower to reset you, right? Right, because if you, you can't hit an this, overgrown lawn. Right, if you set this into a severely overgrown lawn, I'm talking, you know, even one that's gone for two weeks in Florida. Is, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Really I'm, talking, that. I'm talking if you're if you're looking at four plus five inches, yeah. more than that, no way. There's no way. So that you got to have know. a neighbor to borrow their rotary in times of peril. Right. This is, <laughs> this is you know, again, we I, I keep going back to this is early tech. We are not 100% autonomous yet, right? Right. Like it is not, this mower does not replace everything that you do. It, far from it. No. Um, but what it, what it does do is once you dial it in, it replaces your mowing. It does. Or I even think about it, you know, for people that have disposable income, which there's a lot, I always say this, I, I see in our groups when people post pictures of their six, $700,000 house right. with their well, $20,000 well, yeah. side by side in they the go, garage. And they're like, look at my lawn. And most yeah. of the picture is their house. Yeah. And, <laughs> the, and the side by side and their Harley sitting there and their classic, you know, all these things, you know, we know what you're doing. Yeah. So those it's, kind your of house is nice though. Yeah. And no, I love it. Those people, I love success. Right. So those people that have the disposable income, I could see the robot then being that supplement for like the summer comes along, you know, spring comes, right? I'm into it. I'm mowing summer comes. Now we got travel sports. We got to take family vacations. We got all these things in the summer. We're busy. Well, I got my robot mower now to pick up the pieces for me in between right. when I'm not there. And so I've, I've even gone beyond that to where if you're, if you're a, if you're a real guy, right, if you're a real mower guy, but you don't have the time to dedicate every day mowing or every other day. Or you don't mowing. want to spray spray chemical to slow uh, it down, right? This is something that you can put on your lawn and say, "Hey, 
This is going to do the the everyday mowing. And then when I want to show off to everybody and I want to put some sexy stripes in the lawn, mm -hmm. I can take my nice real mower out there and I can strike yeah. the lawn. Or enjoy the mow. I want to yeah. enjoy it. I'll enjoy yeah, it like, when I want. You, you can set this mower to mow at the height that your lawn needs to be cut, right? So let's say you're mowing your lawn at you know three quarters of an inch. Well, you can set this mower at 0.8 and... Now your lawn is always ready to be mowed at three quarters of an inch, right? Cut, like so if you cut. right, so if you say, you know what, you know, I need if if you're real mowing, ideally you need to mow every day or every other day in the growing season. So if you go from from doing that and you say, you know what, I only have time really to mow on Saturday. Well, you can you can set up a, a mower like this, and it keeps the mowing done for you. Yeah, the mowing is always done, and then when you're ready to put that nice finish mow, like you said, Edges on Saturday when you want to do it all, you want to get the enjoy the mow experience, but you don't have to worry about your lawn being overgrown. Well, now you come out; it's it's literally right there. You're not going to be breaking the one third rule. You're nope. not going to be scalping it or anything like that. It's ready to be cut, and it's and it's good. And you're somebody uh, that's out there already, so you're hands-on, so you will go through the learning curve with this robot. Right. You know? If you're if if you're into real mowing, you're already going through the learning curve. Yeah, you you're are. You're already digging down into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, setting your bed knife and all uh, those things you do. So I, I think that this, like you said, is a is a good supplemental mower. Yeah, for the, for the real lawn care nut. So, yeah, all right. I think that's a good exploration. Anything else you want to add uh, while we're talking about the EcoFlow? I mean, overall... I mean, overall, it's, it's a good mower, right? Right. Overall, me just watching you, I like it. I bought it, and you're we're testing it at his lawn. From my perspective, I think it's cool. It is I cool. I like it. It is cool. Um, I like it. Like I said, if 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 you're into tinkering and, and that kind of stuff, I think that you know you could get this mower and be happy. If you want to set it and forget it, don't buy this. We're mower. not there yet. Don't yeah. buy it. Like you're going to be upset because I see it. I see it in the groups. I see it in the forums. There's some people have the right mindset and those people that have the right mindset say, Hey, you know what? I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. And now the more works I great. I figured it out. Yeah. It works great. Mm -hmm. But then you have the, you, you got the converse of that. You got the opposite where somebody comes in there and they said, well, I bought this mower assuming that, Linus Tech Tips, uh, you know, what he said was, I could put it down and I never mow again. And then they're really upset because that's not this. Yeah, and so that yeah. might just be about EcoFlow, who they marketed to. Again, when they came out with those big tech channels, I mean, I was like, man, they are spending some budget. Oh, yeah. I mean, because those guys with those million subs, I mean, just so you all know, brand deals there, they're they're 25 grand just to start. But, I mean, I, I, to get I, it, there, to a get lot of those are six figures. Big, dedicated video those, that way yeah they're incentivized a lot of those are six-figure brand deals just so you all know so that's a lot of, of of investment but then again it was a good way to splash the market and i'm not saying that that's what they paid i've just seen i've been around in youtube long enough to see when people have that type of subscriber they they can command 25 grand up to 100 grand pretty easily uh so yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see where this one goes and again overall i like it i bought it because i was so curious to see what it worked like and uh, we're going to continue installing more and more like i said i've got two more at my house that i'll be installing and testing and uh and we've using. got we've got crest coming soon yeah so when we get crest right. online we'll we'll find a couple spots to put one of those or two of those and start testing those and again we are crest dealers it's just kind of how it worked out for us we're super happy about that 
and um, and and we're gonna we're gonna grow it even even bigger. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Leave your comments and questions below here. If you're on YouTube, let's start a discussion. We would love to know what it is you think about these mowers or this one specifically or in general. Whatever it is that can create the discussion, so we can understand a little bit more how people are thinking about or approaching robotic lawnmowers. With that, I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And as always, I'll see you in the lawn. Thank you.